Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. If gods won't do the right thing, then why do they exist? Look around you. Who brings to life monsters? I see them as a way of continuing on. Scene shifts to the center of town where Varnox, you see yourself holding Malice and Acer, crying to the heavens. I know what I must do then. I grab the wand of Orcus and I try to use it on Lipsinky. Looks like we're doing pretty good here. Varnox, that take a look. I step over to the edge and take a look. We're, we're just going to give this all up? What are we giving up? I've already lost everything I held dear. And if I have the chance to write it, it's what I must do. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. He, him, also with me today is Amy Moore. Yeah, she, her. And today I will be playing all, all the people. All of them. Guile, Nyhunter, Oglakanu. She, they. Thea, Anastasia, she, her, and uh, Sullivan Slight, he, him. And Tom Laird. Yeah, that's me, he, him. I am playing Moot, who goes by he. Okay, they're all he, him. So I'm playing Moot, uh, Tulgear, and Flint. And Carla Maxted. She, her, and thank goodness, Glim, Ilya, Lipsinki, Yenbol. All she, her also, which was just good foresight. Just such I guess, a good time this, saver. This very moment. And joining us again, some, uh, we call them guests, but they're just like family. Uh, it's Kristen Flemons. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Kristen, she, her, and I will am playing once again Agath Godlust, Katho Olavi, she, her. And you know what? Just so I can have another character, her horse, Tresraxis, yeah. he, him. Dang. And Kyle Classit. Hey everyone, he, him. I'm going to be reprising my role as Varanox, as a true chef. No, no, he's a good guy now. He might not. <laughs> no, we got right, him. Right, we got right. him on our side. Yeah, I mean, unless unless you want to make me upset, and then I can just flip that switch. It's it's easy. No, 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 no. Player knowledge, character knowledge. Varanox has no idea. I boot him. No, I am. I'm happy to be back at the table. Thank you for allowing me to return uh, time after time. I hope I don't wear out my welcome ever. Y'all are great. Never. Never. As we've tricked you into coming back over and over <laughs> again. No. And the and fact Kristen that you think too. it's your idea. I know. Like, no, we just keep making you. We just leave it on a That's cliffhanger a every syndrome. time. Like, That's the Stockholm Syndrome. What other show do you need a 20-minute synopsis before we start playing <laughs> and recording? Oof. Like... 
exactly. more relaxing podcasts. You know, if I could get that every day of my life right? just for my life, <laughs> yes. I would uh, really... So, daily recap of what I did the day before. Yeah. Yeah. So this is who you are, and this yeah. is where you were last time you were conscious, and this is what yeah. you should be doing. I love that. As long as yeah. it's recorded so comforting. by Russ, that's, that's the, yeah. the caveat yeah. to that. Of course, oh, hold on, yeah. TM, 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 because, I mean, that could be just a way to wake up a new alarm yeah. clock. I think it's called 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Uh, Okay. Uh, yeah. But also a great idea. And where we have tons of great ideas, like 50 First Dates, is over on patreon.com slash dumb dragoncast, where clearly we invented 50 First Dates. Yep, you heard it here first. We're really into it. We do yeah. a lot of time travel. So obviously, yeah. one of the things we time traveled back to do was create 50 First Dates. We just yep. whispered it in Adam <laughs> Sandler's ear. A, a completely non problematic movie. No, oh no, totally no. fine. Yeah. Look, don't think it's romantic if you don't think about it, okay? Uh, or also, when you're a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's patron, Cody Goyette. Cody. Hey, Cody. Thank you so much. You're amazing. When you join us over there to reinvent another 70 first dates, uh... That was, that was terrible. Wow. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. Fuck it, let's play. <laughs> Flint, the sound of birds chirping and quick movements through a thick, dense jungle can be heard beneath the heavy panting of Flint Firebeard, who's carrying an axe covered in cuts and scrapes and blood coming down. And he's looking around nervously at the trees when... An arrow zips by your head from high up in the canopy. You turn and you look and you see movement high up as Bort is nimbly jumping from tree to tree. Flint mutters, I can't believe a dragonborn can move that fast. And I you're going to be like this fucking guy. This fucking guy again. <laughs> uh, and guy. I'll try and uh, I'll try and lose him as he's in the in the treetops and I'm down below. I'll try and uh, some fancy maneuvers. Okay, make a stealth check. Okay. That is a 17. You quickly move out of the way after you see him hopping from tree to tree and duck behind a carved out trunk where you have space to rest and try and get your bearings. You hear footsteps moving past the position where you are. I'm gonna I'm gonna peek my head out and see if I can see this asshole. Track him down. What's your passive investigation? Uh D Beyond tells me it's fourteen. He's about thirty feet over, so probably two or three um, solid big trees away from you. I'm gonna creep around and try to get like directly underneath him. Yeah, with your stealth roll, you can get to the tree right beneath him. And you see him, he's knocked an arrow and looking around. You've managed to uh, conceal your position with just the ambient sound around you. Uh, what's my weapon situation here? Do I just have the one axe? You have an axe and a dagger. Two of them were previously seen in the middle of this stark white room. Okay. Those are the only two. 
Okay. Yeah, I guess if I have a clear shot at him, I'll I'll try to throw my dagger at him. Okay, you're gonna try and hit him. Pardon. Yeah. Okay, make a ranged attack, please. You're I can get do up that. at him. Are you trying to get him in the butthole, like like pulling a Carla? <laughs> I mean, taint. That's Carla's butthole, thing. Whatever works, it's fine. Uh, okay, that is. Oh, it's a dirty twenty. Yeah, just describe to me. Well, you can hit him. I mean, you can hit him in the butthole if you want to. But describe to me what happens. Yeah, like upper thigh, wind up, throw this dagger. I know it makes contact because of the the sound and the and the cry that follows out after that. He loses his footing and begins to fall to the ground as this dagger sticks into his thigh. And as he hits the ground before you, it's like reality bends beneath him and everything begins to get sucked down on top of him, yourself included, until you are in this churning and roiling mess. You're going to take... You want to roll a d12 for me? Oh, I'll definitely roll it. I like Tom. Never get to roll d12. Oh, shit. Sorry, Sorry, Tom. It's 11. Oh, I I love it. I rolled a good one. Uh, You're going to take 11 bludgeoning damage as you're being churned up in what is this basically laundromat... Uh, uh, I mean, a washing machine of of trees and rock and dirt, and you're spit out into another location. Kristen, where do they come up? Mm. Can it be on a tree branch? Yeah. Perilously perched. I love it. You're 150 feet up as the two of you land on this narrow tree branch that's coming out from the single tree in the middle of what is this vast jungle. The sun is beating down on you and you move to catch your step. Make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, is a 22. Your first step slips, but you manage to catch yourself. And you're staring down Vort at the other end of this and he's got his bow and arrow loosely held. They're not knocked. And he looks at you and says, well... You're not looking too good. I mean, you're you're not really one to talk here, bud. Yeah. I've got a little bit more of a chance at uh, making it back down than you do. Well, how do you figure that? He quickly moves and rushes you, knocking his arrow at the same time, loosing it. It's going to be a 16 to hit your AC. Uh, no, that is not enough. My AC is 18. Glints off of your armor but he continues forward and bashes into you. The two of you begin to fall. The wind is whipping by your ears as you crash down into another branch lower down. And we see the two of you tumbling down to the ground and we snap back to the beach where the undead horde is standing motionless little click noises and groans slowly coming from them. As we see everyone gathered outside a tent, looking out at the, the massacre that is, and all of the undead stopped and waiting. The dragons in the sky seem to be in this just gliding... Like free fall, like how albatross fly. Like they dip down and then come back up, gliding on the air. Like Falcor. Like Falcor. <laughs> exactly like Falcor. 
an airship has landed down on the beach side with Thea and Varnox, Lipsinki, and Tulgear having come down off. Everybody is collected, and Varnox is explaining how he has the undead horde in the position that he has them. See, I'm able to control their motions. They are placed under my whim, thanks to, well, Orcus. The problem that we are facing, though, is how long I actually have control of them. Because at a certain point, Daddy's going to know. Yeah, the, the, big, the big guy's going to realize, and then we can't. You know, he's going to... About how long do you think we have? Hmm. It's a hard guess, but I do have an idea that could give us an advantage. I'd turn and gesture my hand to have them all walk back into the ocean. With this groaning, grinding, like bone-on-bone grinding, they all slowly turn as if they're fighting against something else, but then begin to move slowly back under the water. Perhaps if they get far enough before Orcus notices, then um, that will buy the people here some time while we manage to do, well, at this point, whatever it is you all say we need to do to fix this. So what are we doing? Is Bahamut also standing around with us, just like... No, Bahamut's not in in this immediate group right now. You see Bahamut high in the sky, and he moves back down to the ground. There's uh, this silver blood dripping from where his wounds were opened by these dragons, and transforms back into his human form as he reaches the beach, kind of just brushes himself off a little bit. He's beaten up, he's got torn robes and begins to walk over to you. My god, he's so cool. Glim obviously runs up to him. Are you... You're you're fine, right? Like, we're, yeah. we don't have to worry yeah. that you're gonna, like, go back into the coma or anything. You look a little... You're uh, okay? No, I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay. It's, it's eaten by... If you, do you need me to do, like, a quick little... Just a real little focus on my... Would that help at all? If I just really no. concentrated on my love for you. Yes, do do that. Um, okay. Just concentrate concentrate on your love. All right, and we'll do. That'll just that'll just fuel me back up. Just fills my heart with joy. Perfect. Thea leans over to Telgir and goes, "Imagine thinking so much of yourself that you think that you, like you could heal a god." I'm not saying, just saying. You know, it sounds like she's waited a long time for this. So maybe we'll just let her have this one. I'm saying it to you, and I'm not saying it to well, her. Well, I mean, yeah, I know, but like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just give it. To, just let her have it. Uh, I forgot we were enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I think frenemies is Frenemy, the whatever. term. Yeah, it's yeah. real yeah. awkward. Uneasy for me. allies. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Down the beach, we see a goth coaxing the tabaxi out of the forest, back towards the village. Are you sure it's safe? No. What? But you should come anyway. Oh. You are required. This is your job as forces to defend. I'm 16. Everybody dies sometime. Mom! I think she's trying to use Traz, like, to literally hurt cats. 
picture to her. (laughs) (laughs) Which is obviously not his uh, uh, favorite activity either. So there's just this like extremely aggravated, translucent, creepy war horse, like scattering tabaxi left, right and center as she is like, I don't. This is a waste (laughs) of my time and my skills. No. No, it's okay. It's okay. Just let me let me let me let me go talk to them. Uh, you didn't take any of the juice boxes or snacks, did you? Uh, no. Let me. I can reason with them. You go. You go join all the I would love to important go. people. And, <laughs> She'll just oh. spin on her heel. <laughs> okay. Everybody, follow me. Okay. Answer juice. Step one and two. I think complete. Keep, keep the city safe. Yeah, and have have help from Varnox and Lipsinki. Yo. So, are you saying we were step two? Well, I really no, feel more comfortable were, if we were step one. You were absolutely step one. Oh, okay, hundred percent step one. Ten percent step one. Okay, because like, you know we're going from a pretty high level position, so I don't want to. Oh my god, you guys, ruler of my entire universe right now. Oh. Oh, oh, well, that might be too much. Oh, I thought oh, that was too, too much oh. responsibility. Well, we'll, we'll Somewhere in between. Oh, we'll figure it out. But two two steps done. One way more important than the other. Now I, I think it's it's time to do the, you know, the time. The time travel. Yeah. Oh. That. Yeah. I mean, we should probably like. The zombies are going back into the sea. Love to see it. Love to see them walk away. So probably now is a good time to, like, do what we need to do. Leosin runs out from one of the tents. Says, uh, the, the ritual, the r- ritual's ready to try and bring Flint or, or Bo- Flint back. Yeah, Flint back. That's the goal. We talked about it. We... Yes, we did. Yes. Why did you say Bort and then say Flint? Well, well, there are two of them in there. Okay. Yes, I know that. And, and yeah, he's not really sure like which pick, one pick, is gonna come souls back. Okay. 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 Is, okay. No, this just sounds non-committal. Flint is coming back. Flint. It's called the power of positive thinking. Mm. Let's go do this thing. Why are you having an issue being able to pin down a soul? Can you? Are you, do you have, is this something that is in your real house? I, like, are you real good at, like, those claw grabber machines? Is that what it's like? Arclana, yeah. I mean, I would have to assume. Okay, would you come with us? I can give my aid however you think I can give it. And, uh, giving some guidance here is what needs to be done, then let's go. Flint is an extremely strong fighter. He will be. Yeah. I remember. Sorry, I'm a little emotional. This is a big day. It's been a while since I've, you know, seen Um, him. That being said, uh, once we successfully bring him back, I'll probably just need to be out of the room for a moment. I know we, Flint doesn't know about. Oh yeah, that would be quite the. Yeah, he he won't be up to date on the new comings and goings yeah, of things. Yeah, that'll be quite right. the meeting. Although it could be really funny to be like, ha ha, I've brought you back. Ha, trick him for a moment. and Sure, we can have play with it. with it. Yeah, we can play with it however you want. It's your friend, Tia, so I don't want to interrupt, but I feel like maybe too soon? 
Like if he just came back, maybe like a little too soon for what would otherwise be a very funny joke. Of course, we're not going to actually do it. I'm just going to hug him real tight. Inconsequential evil. We can do inconsequential evil, right? If you got that evil built up inside you and you just got to let it out and like little, you know, just just release the valve a little bit. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it cold turkey. No, yeah. oh, just oh, I couldn't evil. expect you to. You too, Orcus. I thought yeah. we were gonna have to just no evil at all from now on, and I just couldn't. Hey, oh, that no. slip. I didn't mean thank Orcus. I'm sorry. It's just hey, we're not looking for you to be perfect. It's habit. Just looking well. for you to be your badass selves and not be controlled by you know a dick. Can do. Okay, uh, let's go. Like pull Flint back into his own body. Okay, uh, Thea Varnox, uh, Glim uh, Bahamut is pr- probably best to bring you, being the god and the one closest to the god, uh, to assist in the ritual. Glim's face, like him sitting closest <laughs> to the god, is like <gasps> oh dear <my> diary. <laughs> so Glim basically like skips to where they need to go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The five of you skip off to the med tent. Are we holding hands? Or? Vornox and Lipsinky are probably holding hands. Maybe. Uh, Lipsinky's uh, going with Vornox? Probably. Why is that important? Well, I, don't, I don't imagine we'd be separated at any point. Okay. As the six of you skip off holding hands, some people holding hands, others not holding hands, um, Agoth, Sully, and Moot... And Flamikins are... And Grancis? <laughs> Grancis, is, Grancis was weekend at Bernie's in the last one, so he's probably going to get woken up next, I think. I don't fucking remember where Grancis was. <laughs> sometimes he's awake and sometimes he's sleeping. So <laughs> I thought he was on the airship. For, that's I think he's narcoleptic. <laughs> and sometimes he just Maybe side effect of coming back from the abyss. It's, that's right. It's, yep. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. sleepy. Uh, Sully and Moot, you're specifically talking about you know, the next thing to come, where you're going. So yeah, I, 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 I wasn't. I was told that I would perhaps be too powerful. Uh, right, I believe that was yeah. what was mentioned. Um, yes, and that uh, it would the balance wouldn't. You know, you know when it's got to be like a really kind of epic. Uh, where it's, you know, it's toe-to-toe. And just, if I was down there, I'd just be all, like, really heavy-handed on our side, and it just wouldn't really sure. seem like the victory. Uh, well, and, like, we want everyone to feel like they contributed equally. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not it's not fair to everyone else if you just go and do all the heavy that lifting. That a girl would just be sitting down, just, like, eating a banana or something like that, just, like, watching me do my stuff. So, um, it would have been real... Would have been real awkward for her. So, um. Yeah, and I'm going to fuck Bahama in the past. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what's going to happen. What about you? Is this. Do you have like a prearranged situation? Yeah, we him? talked about it in the last episode. You and. Hold on. You and. Sorry. You're gonna, okay, no, we talked about it. We you discussed and I? it. Yeah. 
I do not recollect that conversation Remember, at all. Because he was all like, bring in the sexy back. And we were like, yeah, he was. And then he's like, yeah, I'll probably get down with him in the back. This is things that <laughs> happen. Don't worry about it. I stayed. I was, I was talking to you. I was talking to you, Big Goliath. Uh, uh, there's two of you, Big Goliaths, floating around. You're, uh, you, you, where we do you not have go? to say big. You can just say Goliath. We are almost always big okay. anyway. It is redundant. I know you don't like me very much. Other Goliath. The one who's real quiet. I... would say that it would be hard to forget hearing about those romantic plans with Bahamut. But yeah, so, I think... Well, I mean, there's probably room. Not, not to sway you. stay as far away from that as possible. Yeah, that's okay. That's... That's fair. Sully, did did she mean in human form or dragon form? Oh my god, I got a visual. I just can't even right now. <laughs> the mechanics of that just wouldn't... What? No. What? No, right? No. We cut to a scene that we don't want to explain, so we cut back to the other scene. <laughs> <laughs> Poor goth. Right? Like, what a, what a... <laughs> well, probably her and Nighthunter just watching each other like, Totally. What? Exchanging. Yeah, this is where it's like the podcasting medium. You really wish you could just have the silent visuals of like the what the fuck look to the left and the what the fuck look to the right. 100%. Goss, would you want to walk over here with me? Just like far away from these guys over here? As far as possible, yes. So, uh, how long have you had wonderful horse? Uh, A goth like. Uh, you can just sort of see her beam a little bit, and she proudly, like, slaps uh, Traz on the shoulder. It's, oh, since since the early stages of the war, we have been together. He is a marvel, is he not? And he, like, tosses his mane proudly as well. <laughs> oh, he's kind of vain. Beautiful beast. My Pal- God. I, I would not... I, I do not think my wife would like me to have horse like this, but I mean, like, impressive. I'm jealous. Agath will look at Trez briefly, sort of exchange a look, look at Night Hunter. Would you like to ride him? <gasps> no, I, I couldn't. There is so much going on. It's, uh, it would, it's. Maybe late, perhaps for five minutes, just just around. Just it is healthy to blow off steam after battles. I will be right back. I have <laughs> oh, I have oats in my pocket. How did those get here? Here you go. Yeah, his nose is already in your pocket. <laughs> and um, Night Hunter vaults onto this beautiful, like. Demon horse. Demon horse. Yep. <laughs> and beautiful, like, translucent, gross, just majestic. Giant smile on their face um, and definitely rides it in front of Elia to be like, look how happy this thing makes me. I was just going to say, for sure, this is noticed by Elia. Just <laughs> like, like, like just galloping, watching, big wave. Just two eyes. Big wave. And just Elia waves on a pony. and smiles. I mean, she's. Her her love is happy, and that's great. She probably doesn't really want to introduce a demon warhorse into the home, but... Ilya, Ilya, you said we couldn't have pets. Well, you're right. Um, 
but she's just writing. That's not. You look at her eyes, though. That that says that she's gonna find a classified ad on the board, and then two days later, you're gonna have a horse. I think Trez is a, a bit of a um, a show off as well. So at any moment when you know he knows you're being watched, it's like you know, dramatic rearing, blowing like the acid attack everywhere, like <laughs> leaping tabaxi. over obstacles. Yes, charging groups of tabaxi, getting revenge, <laughs> <laughs> scattering them everywhere. I think this changes Ilya's mind a little bit because this is an impressive display, and Night Hunter is so happy. So, uh, I, uh, trot back over to a goth and I, and I leap off and I go, was she watching? Oh, yes. I, I think, I think maybe that could be a thing. Um, so seems like here is fairly safe since Varanox and Dilipitsinki has, uh, stopped all the undead. Uh, perhaps I will go to Celestia. What, what will you do? Hmm. It was a rather anticlimactic way for a battle to end. It was. I only killed 19. I'm sorry. Thank you. (sighs) I... Since my god disappeared, I have been hunting for a way to confront Orcus and undo this. I think... Now that a direct path seems to have been opened, I, I cannot turn away from that opportunity. I have always wanted to punch Orcus in the face. Well, that would be very satisfying. So you will go to the abyss then with uh, Thea and uh, those others? I believe that is my path, yes. Nighthunter um, grasps a goth on the shoulder and says, I hope you do get to punch Orcus in the face. Gath will do the, like, you know, the forehand clasp. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you. I would welcome the chance to fight alongside you again. However, I do hope it is a satisfying crunch. If you die in battle, I will get Song Kitty to write anthems about you and your horse. Are there any other options? Oh, yes, not dying in battle and also have anthems sung about your victory and your horse. By someone other than Song Kitty? Oh, absolutely. There are many better parts. I'm just, I could be very honest. Yes. I appreciate that. It's a non-audio play, but Opal jumps out when he hears anthems from behind a tree. And then as it's described that there are better bards, slowly, kind of sadly, sinks back behind the tree. Well, he should mind his damn business. (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to the med tent where uh, Thea, Leosin, Varanox, Lipsinki, Glim, and Bahamut step back through and in. And inside you see... That Flint is in the middle of what is an altar, and the runes written into the sand all around him, and candles lit. You hear what is surprising to all of you, like the low rumbling growl of this large cat off in the back corner. It's this large black panther. What the hell's that? Oh, that's the um. That's the cat lord that's been protecting the island. Oh, thank goodness. I thought it was... They brought them down from the mountain where they were hiding 
um, as all of the undead were dropped from the uh, airship. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> sorry. Uh, it, sorry, About it was that. it was kind of funny, wasn't it? Yeah, no, okay, funny. I, to, uh, it's no, funny I'm sorry. It's too. It's too soon. Falling to... down on top of you. It's okay though. But but Libisinki's trying to. No. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Trying to can relate I, to the people. Can I pet that giant kitty? Can you pet a god as if it were a cat? I, I, you you please try. I believe in you, Lipsinki. I'll start the paperwork. Psst, psst, psst. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Mr. Furry. Psst, 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 psst. Come over here. I'm going to scratch your ears. Make a persuasion roll. That's not an animal handling because this is definitely a god. Make a persuasion roll. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> oh. Come on, Nat 20. I have, I have a good 20. persuasion. Oh my god, I really did roll a Nat 20. Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> also, I have a plus nine. I am the cat whisperer. Oh, she's I'm that crazy that guy. Yeah, you approach the cat uh, cautiously at first. And then as you do, it doesn't seem to uh, make any uh, advancements or pullback uh, from from your scritches behind the ears. Oh, you're such a good kitty, aren't you? You're so big and strong. Your fur's so soft. She's fucking magic. You see the potential. That's why I had to do what I did earlier. A while ago. Time. Time's weird. Leosin leans in and says, yeah, it's... The cat lord turns back into a human, and he's kind of, kind of a creeper. So, oh, oh, no. uh, Lipsinky, um, maybe that's enough. Maybe, you know, does he turn back Are, with clothes it, on? I don't Lipsinky? know. Lipsinky. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be rude. No, he's no, really no, 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 no. This is a safety thing for you. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you. I'll step away from the giant panther. Okay. Um. Well, the the panther's here for 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 extra strength and power and, and, and um, you know, uh, to siphon into the ritual Bahamut here equally. Um, I'd like you all to position yourself around Flint and Bort and take a position and let's, uh, you can take your position, but then I want you to be it a spell or a thought or a, m- a motion or some sort of thing that you can bring to this ritual. Being uh, Thea, Varnox, Lipsinki, and Glim, uh, Leosin kind of running, uh, you know, quarterback on the, on the, on the uh, chanting um, that's happening from, from the book that he's reading from. Uh, Thea knows runes. Okay. Some runes put some good feels out there. So as you all take your position, Thea, you step up uh, closest to Flint. Uh, I would say the head of where he's laying in in this tent. What do you do? Um, yeah, I will step up um, and I will position myself like not at like the top of his head, but just like the side of his head. Well, I'll go to rest a hand on his shoulder, and then I'll pull it back and go, can I touch him? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And I lay my hand on his shoulder, and I start to um, mutter, Rytho, Gabo, Wunjo, Nodis. Rytho, Gabo, Wunjo, 
Nothing. I have the spell command, and I can pull out. I guess the the not not a book of Orcus or anything, but just like the next book that I have, which is probably my personal journal. Just like Archie comics. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just pull commands. I'll be like Flint. I command you return to your body, waken and be back to us. And I'm kind of just like hitting his body with the book as I do so, almost like evangelically. <laughs> Glim approves. <laughs> Leosin's reading through the ritual, kind of looking on as to like, who invited this guy? It's worked before. So Lipsanky is um, going to sort of channel her primal savagery, because um, that's kind of like the source of her power. I mean, Orcus is kind of the source of her power, but mm. um, so she gets her like long, gross saber tooth, like claws come out and eyes closed, very focused and almost like vibrating and kind of growling a bit because she's trying to channel all of that sort of savage primal energy. <laughs> Whoa, big old middle in here. It's just Russ chatting at you. Whoa. I miss the song when uh, when nobody's here because I just jump in and it's all like, ooh, it's just me. But no, it's just me and I'm still singing to you. And I can sing whatever I want with no judgment from anybody else. So obviously it was big old jet airliner. That's the best I could come up with. Fair enough? Okay. Episode's a little late this week, twofold. Wanted to make sure we did this one right because there's a lot of things happening. A lot of things happening, especially in this last little bit here. You're going to want to keep keep listening. If, you, if you're a person who usually tunes out when we start doing the middle because you think that's the end, oh, make, I mean, well, come on. Listen to the rest, please. So yeah, lots of things happening in the last little bit of this episode. Uh, everybody's doing amazing. Love all of the people we're playing with. Some things that are coming up. The next couple of weeks, there won't be regular episodes. Next week is going to be the live-streamed improv one-shot that we did for patrons. The second one, we're going to be releasing that. So Mooklim and Sully, back, having fun. I can't even remember what happened in it. It's been so long since we played it. And clearly, I'm behind on editing, so I haven't re-edited it. Um, but that's going to be coming out next week. And then we've got a special behind-the-screen-at-the-table one-shot with a little catch-up of what's going on uh, in our lives and answering a whole bunch of questions from our listeners, from you, uh, primarily people from Discord. So if you haven't joined us in Discord, link is down in the description. We'd love to have you over there. And that's usually the first place we go when we're... Uh, when we're needing questions uh, for things like that. So again, next week, special bonus one shot with uh, Mooklim and Sully, the young, the young baby Mooklim and Sully, who are who are so young and naive and having fun. <laughs> Everybody's having fun, uh, but especially young Mooklim and Sully. And then following that, a special behind the screen at the table uh, Q&A and just catch up on what's going on in our town because there's a lot of a lot of life changes that have been happening collectively which has kind of slowed down uh the expediency of production and we just want to catch everybody up to date uh, and and talk with each other uh about things that are going on in our life hope you love those two episodes we'll be back with new episodes uh immediately following the events that happen here back in march that's when that's how calendars work so until then, we will 
be having great weeks, getting ready for that. Hopefully get back on track with all the things. Uh, Please forgive us if we don't. And we'll talk to you soon. Real soon. Okay, bye now. We transition to a marketplace. And it's not Mithril Hall, but it looks very Dwarven-esque. And Flint, you're chasing down Bort at this point. You see, you're, tra- you're tracking this, this trail of blood through these people. One of them jumps out in front of you and tries to stop you, holding oranges, watermelons. Just gets right in your way. Orange watermelons. It's a very dwarven uh, delicacy. <laughs> Would you like to buy? Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, sorry. Can you just get out of the way? I'm in the middle of something here. Face goes from a, a a smile and begins to like morph into this smooth, featureless facade, really. And you look down and the orange watermelons are no longer there. And a giant scimitar is cutting through the air towards you. Make a dexterity saving throw. It's a 14, Russ. You take a huge chop into your shoulder. It takes six slashing damage from this this being that's in front of you. Uh, I'm gonna like try and like shove it away from me as as hard as I can. Hey, make a strength check. Uh, that's a twenty-four. Dang. It's watermelons. They go flying. Mm-hmm. That's right. The watermelons go flying. <laughs> the person goes flying, like crashing through the crowd behind them. Everybody begins following like domino style. And they get absorbed into the ground as they're rolling. And like this wave begins to roll and hits down this wall at the end and begins to rush back towards you. I'm going to try and like stand my ground against this wave gonna put my axe out in front of me and try and like part it around me you, you gotta dive under a wave mm-hmm. you gotta grab your surfboard and get fucking gnarly i mean those are all good options as well <laughs> okay you're standing trying to uh, you're gonna take the brunt of this wave all right roll a strength check uh strength or athletics that's a 27 this wave crashes into you and everything goes silent until like this rushing sound begins churning around your ears you get bumped into as you open your eyes and you find that you're at the bottom of this ocean and these undead are moving around you and then you're sucked up through this whirlpool and shot up into the air and you crash down in a new location Kristen, where's a new location? Desert Plain and the wind begins to rush past you and sand begins to cut into your skin leaving tiny little pinpricks and small drips of blood coming down from all over your exposed arms and legs and face and you see up ahead of you an arrow loosed rushing towards you as Bort fires another one roll a d20 please here I go roll high it's a two (laughs) (laughs) and lands at your feet and as you look up and give a smirk as you're about to walk towards him, this arrow explodes and blows you back. You're going to take 30 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Bort rushes towards you and leaps up into the air with a scimitar in hand and moves to try and attack you. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. A 16. 
He crashes down on top of you, and although you miss the blade misses you, he's got both knees pinned on top of your chest as you feel yourself sinking into this sand with him on top of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab onto him and bring him with me. The two of you were fighting in this in this quicksand as as the hot wind is blowing over top of you. We see him trying to pull back, and you disappear below the surface, and he disappears behind him as we are thrown back into the med tent. And Glim, you are standing in front of Bahamut, who has been glowing in this iridescent, like, rainbow aura that is illuminating this tent. This black purple is coming from the Cat Lord over in the corner, and the ground as as Lipsinki is is channeling whatever primal energy she is channeling is is beginning to vibrate beneath you. And Glim has her image of Bahamut, and she is staring at him, but holding that very tightly and sort of quietly uh, communing with him as she has since she was a child, uh, very quietly under her breath. Bahamut loves me, this I know, for my magic book tells me so. <laughs> Did you go to Christian Bible school too? <laughs> I was the only, I swear I know so many churchy kid songs, this is the only one I could think of. <laughs> that was good. That was, that was great. This tent is vibrating with the chanting of runes and this ritual being spoken out by Leosin and this, this Bahamut Bible camp uh, children's song kind of piercing through all of the cacophony. And the rumble in this ground is getting more and more intense. Back out of the tent, the ground begins to shake and rumble out, and a goth and night hunter and Sully and Moot and Flamikins and Opal and Elia and everybody are all... Your attention is drawn, and it feels like it's coming from the tent. What do you do in that moment? Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Because I'm, it, ha- it feels kind of bad, but it, I, it, it could, it could be good. I don't know. I don't do the magics. I mean, I, I do do the magics, and I don't have any. <laughs> I, I just know that it's a lot. There's a lot going on here. You said do do. I'm sorry, I didn't hear a single uh, word you said yeah, after no, that. No, no, that's right. I did fair, fair game. I, I think, Night Hunter, we should go. Even. Let's just go see. In case it is something bad and it comes out of the tent, we should be there and be ready. Perhaps we we should stand guard at that tent, just in case. Yes. Something horrible comes out, we have to kill it. Exactly. Agath, you want to kill something? If necessary. Yeah. Sounds like it could be necessary. Everyone begins to move towards the med tent. Alien Nighthunter, you're the first to approach and you begin to part the, the tent flaps. Just, just for a little peek. We don't interrupt. We no, just want to make yeah. sure, you know, things cool. Light begins to pour out. And you see, like, you feel this vibrating energy and all of this chanting and singing going on in the tent. And the ground, like, you feel it begin to wave out below you. As the sand begins to rise and fall... Um, Nighthunter slowly backs away and is like, this, 
This, this, this looks like they need some privacy. Perhaps we wait here. Maybe we'll just stay outside, but maybe everybody just uh, positive vibes. Maybe we could just think good thoughts. Absolutely. Right? And and she picks up Corpse Grinder. Just (laughs) (laughs) positive thoughts. The rolling energy begins to move out and down towards the ocean. And the waves begin crashing up and back and forth. And there's this, this echoing crack that you hear from multiple locations. One from the med tent, one from further out to sea, one high above in the air. And there's this low rumble that begins to build over it all. And the sound of undead begins to echo like almost up through the water. That does not sound good. No, no, it's... We need to be ready. This whirlpool begins to form almost like a tornado up and out of the ocean, and it begins to move almost telescopic. And at the end of it is this black, this deep black roiling portal. And in it is the skull-covered face of this huge, hideous god. And a voice echoes out. Show them the mercy that we bring. Show them what they can be. In the tent, Farnox, you are commanding Flint to wake up. Get up. Come on. You feel all of this energy swirling. It's like, it's, it's like the power combined of the power coming from Bahamut and the Cat Lord and Lipsinki are all nothing like you've ever felt before. And then you feel a shift in the air. And you look to Lipsinki. And Lipsinki, you feel it too. As you hear this voice echo from beyond comes in waves at first and then snaps into your ear as clear as day. Voronox. Orcus is here. You heard that, Lipsinki? Yeah, it sounds like Daddy's home and we better get out of here. Everyone, I would steal yourselves. Finish what we need to do here or put it on hold, start over again later. We can't, we can't put it on hold. Then, Lutsinki, we have work to do. Can the rest of you maintain this ritual without us? I, I look to you. Leosin hasn't stopped the ritual. He's continuing. It's trying to push past. Yeah, go. One last hit with the book before he heads out the tent. <laughs> right In on the, the forehead. Face. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. We need you now. We're back in the dream space. Flint, you look around and the city of Greenest is in ruins as you pick yourself up from the place you first died. Just outside the keep in Greenest. And you see clerics rushing a younger you back into 
the keep itself to revive you. You stand up in this place and look down this long corridor of a street. And you see Bort, heavy-breathed, dripping with blood from his own wounds, staring down back at you. I think it's time you make your move. I already failed once here. It's not going to happen again. And just slowly advance on him. Axe drawn. Bort loses three quick arrows, which you manage to bat away. And he pulls his own blade and less serial killer style begins rushing towards you. Let's do it. The two of you charge towards each other and with a flash of light coming up between you, you raise your weapons to strike down at each other. And this huge crack rings out back in the med tent. Flint's body's eyes open with a huge gasp of air sits straight up. With Thea and Leosin and Glim and Bahamut all standing around him. Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 112. Starring Amy Moore as Thea Amastasia, Sullivan Slight, and Gael Nighthunter Okalakanu. Carla Maxted as Yenbul Nuri, Glim, Ilya Strong, and Lipsinki. Tom Laird as Tulkier Heavyfoot, Flint Firebeard, and Moot. With Kyle Classett as Varanox, Peter Joseph Lewis as Orcus, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. Editing, production, and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Cat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Craig Zeiss, Aaron Stevens, Darylith, Lulahan, Charlie Warley, and L.A. Branton. To support Dungeons & Dragons and our many other productions and get access to an exclusive podcast called The Adventures Of, bonus episodes, and much more, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. You can also follow us at facebook.com slash dumbdragonpodcast and on Instagram and Twitter at dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. Make a... No, I said it zips by your head. I'm going to make you make a dexterity saving throw. You're lucky, man. It turns well, if around I fail it, maybe it I right get in the way. <laughs> That's right. It's one of those boomerang arrows. <laughs> All right, so Moot, you remember exactly where we're going? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're off to the abyss, aren't we? Okay. You, I think you're going to Celestia to try and convince Bahama because Gwilym was like, I could talk to Bahama real good. Sully right. wanted it. to go yep. to the abyss because he's like, these other guys are chumps. No, they can't fight Orcus. I want to punch him in the face. But then Glim was like, chill. Yeah, I think that's how that went exactly. <laughs> that is, that yeah, does sound right. like everyone involved in that conversation. We cut back to the med tent where, where a beer is opened. Well, it's how all the I good mean, medicine goes down in the Bahamut is one a pretty chill dude, you know? Now that's how you start a ritual. Hit record again. Check Damn. one, two. Checking also the, all the things. You did it, Checking everybody. It. Sorry. Okay. It was a blip. Just a tiny blip. It didn't Just shut down the blip. entire thing. Okay, with no more rune chanting. Okay, you can do I'm, anything else. You can just Well, you can just play it and repeat on top of everyone else's when we do the yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm just, 
Might just they're it. negative runes. <laughs> I, I didn't even say Hagalas. Oh, oh no! There we go. <laughs> that one means hell. Uh, geez, well that's that's where we're going. I thought you were gonna say its face was on the watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon turns. <laughs> oh no! My worst nightmare come true. Quaid. Uh, he looks down. He's Quaid. naked and he's late for school. <laughs> Um, okay. Roll. I can't have you roll. I gotta roll this one. Roll <laughs> What a... are you saying? Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> you want it to be successful and actually a challenge for Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Rude. Rude! Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trap across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits and counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Snap popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space.